Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 533-42 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text Hope NY in New York. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. What's up, guys? This is EJ on with the Wolverine.com, and we're back with another Wolverine live recruiting show here exclusively on our YouTube channel. If you haven't subscribed to our YouTube channel yet, that is completely free. You get updates and alerts every time we drop a new video, which is frequently with Zach and I on the road for recruiting and the football season in full swing. So make sure to subscribe for, to our channel for free and like this video so it can help us get in front of other Michigan fans and get more questions in the chat box. It already looks like we have quite a few questions, so appreciate everybody that was here early. If you do want to skip the line, you can hit that little uh, box with the money symbol, and that's a super chat. allows you to get your question in first, and that money goes directly to our travel budget so we can continue to see top recruits around the country. But obviously, you guys aren't here to 
hear more about our YouTube channel, you want to hear about Michigan recruiting. So let's go ahead and dive into the first question. John A. Schultz was here uh, right away at three o'clock. Shout out to John for being in the chat at three o'clock. And it looks like YouTube did not delete the comments this week uh, if you were here early. So hopefully that has been resolved. But either way, I would still encourage you to get your questions in a little closer to showtime. But John says, should Michigan go after Michigan State decommit Reggie Powers? Is he a fit and do they have a chance? Uh, Reggie Powers is definitely an interesting name that's continuing to be talked about in Michigan circles. They have not offered him yet. He did decommit from Michigan State yesterday, but they have been in contact over the last few weeks. Obviously, Steve Klingscale has really strong ties in the state of Ohio and has recruited Ohio really hard during his time at Michigan. Reggie Powers is definitely an interesting prospect. I watched a little bit of his film today. I don't have a great feel for his game. I've never seen him live, so I can't really give you an in-depth breakdown. But from the film I saw, I think he's a four-star type of guy. You know, he's ranked as a three-star by uh, three of the four major recruiting services. On three is actually super high on him, ranking him as the number 210 overall recruit nationally but i think i would i would probably start him off as a low four star but again i need to see more and don't have a true full in-depth evaluation but look michigan still needs a safety and i think at this point in the process uh reggie powers is going to be one of the better guys you'll find out there that's a available or that's a flippable candidate of course michigan's going to continue to work on saquon patterson who we talked about yesterday He's uh, committed to Miami, but is still set to make an OV to Michigan. Despite that official visit, I still think it's going to be tough to pull him away from the Hurricanes. So I think transitioning to a guy like Reggie Powers um, makes sense. I know that Oklahoma recently offered him, and I know that Ohio State was really interested uh, early in the process, and they have circled back a little bit. It's unclear how hard. Ohio State is uh, pushing there. But if Ohio State doesn't push, I think Michigan would probably have the inside track there, maybe Oklahoma as well with it being a bigger program. But, uh, you know, the the other schools involved are kind of, you know, lesser than, I guess, Pitt, Cincinnati. There's a few others that, that are kind of in that group. But I think the, the bigger programs involved here are, are Michigan and Oklahoma. Obviously, Oklahoma has already offered um Michigan has not and again Ohio State is the other that uh did offer in the past but uh you know I, I don't know if they've renewed their offer to powers but either way um I think Michigan will have a true chance here I would think that Michigan does try to get him up for a visit but they are still having discussions about him you know I, I think when you look at Michigan State's Class, it's probably going to continue to fall apart with the firing of Mel Tucker. And so there could be some options there. I, I don't think there are a lot of viable options, but Michigan still has a need in the secondary. So, you know, Reggie Powers would make sense. Maybe a guy like uh, Justin Denson, who's another safety commit there. Um, but I think the Wolverines are continuing to evaluate senior film at those positions that are still left. So in the secondary, 
Uh, Edge is another one where they're continuously watching senior film. I actually checked in with a source yesterday that told me they have a long list of guys and they're just sitting in there watching films. So that's why you haven't seen any new offers go out in, in the 2024 class yet at some of those, you know, final remaining positions of need. John A. Schultz has another question and he says, in what order would you rank these quarterbacks Michigan has recently recruited or still is as prospects coming out of high school, JJ, Davis, Bryce, Montgomery, and Longstreet, any others you want to throw in? Um, I actually answered a question kind of similar to this. I think it was last week or the week before where I ranked the quarterbacks that committed to the school I covered dating back to my time at Texas. So, you know, let's just keep these names and, you know, throw in some of the other 25 targets. So the other 25 targets would be Barry Bachmeyer and George McIntyre. Um, I think, you know, the names listed plus Bachmeyer and McIntyre, um, you know, Bryce Underwood is definitely number one. I think he's a really special prospect, you know, when you use the, the term unicorn in recruiting, uh, I think it means you are really one of a kind and, and Bryce Underwood really is that he's a big frame pocket passer with an elite level arm that also has some wheels. So, you know, Bryce Underwood is definitely that guy. I, I do think that he's very deserving of being ranked the number one overall recruit in the country in 2025. He is that special of a kid. I mean, also just from an intangible standpoint, this is a, a kid that won a state title as a 14-year-old at Belleville. So I would say Bryce Underwood would definitely be number one. And then, you know, JJ and George McIntyre would be pretty, pretty close, but I, I would actually give the nod to JJ, man. I mean, I love JJ as a prospect. Uh, when I saw McIntyre live last season, he was underwhelming, though his tape is very impressive. So, you know, I'm not going to knock him for the one game that I saw, um, but that probably gives me JJ a little bit of a nod. So, you know, JJ, I had ranked really high. I had him, you know, I think around number 30 overall in the country when he came out. Um, I was sold on JJ from the very beginning. I think I've told this story before, but I first met JJ when I was on the Texas beat. He visited Texas for a junior day. And obviously Texas is, you know, a breeding ground for high level quarterbacks. And they were recruiting JJ. I was like, what are they doing recruiting this kid up in Chicago? And uh, kind of laughed about it. And then, you know, I watched this film and obviously I switched to the Michigan feed and had a chance to see him live. Uh, what did Sam Webb say? Like 38 times. And uh, he was obviously very impressive. And so JJ would, would be next. And, you know, he, he's definitely starting to live up to, to that hype, uh, having a really strong season. And, and obviously he had one last year as well. Uh, but George McIntyre would be next, you know, and the guys at Michigan is recruiting. He's visited, but seems like he's probably going to stay south. He, he's, uh, you know, a taller quarterback. You know, I think he's at about six foot five and, you know, just another big frame pocket passer that that checks a lot of boxes. And then in terms of the other guys left, um, I would say Longstreet and Davis are pretty close. So I would say, you know, Bryce would be in a tier by himself and then JJ and McIntyre would be in the next tier. And then, you know, Longstreet and, and Davis, I have fairly close. Um, 
I mean, talking about Longstreet, I just haven't seen him as much as I've seen Jaden Davis. But, uh, you know, he's he's just a really solid quarterback, a little bit on the shorter side, but he's really accurate, probably a little more mobile than Jaden Davis. Uh, so I, I think Longstreet's one of the better quarterbacks uh, on the board. And, you know, Jaden Davis, even though there's been so much controversy, this is still a guy I have graded, you know, in the top 150 to 175 range. So he's still a really good quarterback. You know, even though I have questions about his, you know, height and lack of mobility, he's still a guy that is extremely proficient and accurate. And, you know, I, uh, I, I think the things that Jaden Davis does really well will translate to Michigan's offense really well because he needs to be in a controlled, you know, type of environment with a strong offensive line and a strong run game. And, Michigan can certainly provide that. So, you know, even though I don't have Jaden ranked as high as uh, his industry ranking, I, I mean, I still think he's a very good prospect. And then I, I would say Bear Bachmeyer and, and Ryan Montgomery would be next. Um, you know, I, I'm just not as familiar with Bear Bachmeyer. I did cover his older brother, Hank, uh, when I was on the Texas beat. Uh, I saw him out at a satellite camp in Las Vegas. But, uh, you know, he has some fun things on film. I just need to watch more of him. And then with Ryan Montgomery, I think he's a guy that can really rise up this list, man. He's having a really strong junior season. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if he moves past, you know, where I have Jaden Davis and Longstreet rank. Um, statistically, since everybody likes to talk about stats, uh, he's having a monster junior campaign. I believe he broke Ben Roethlisberger's record, broke the uh, Finley high school record for most passing yards. So just sensational from a statistical standpoint, but we don't really care about stats. We care about how he's progressing. And I saw Ryan Montgomery as a freshman and what he's putting on tape as a junior is really, really impressive and has shown the strides that he's made. Um, he works with the same quarterbacks coach in the off season as Drew Alar. And you can see some of the similarities starting to develop in Montgomery. Um, and, and Drew Alar's obviously having a great year at Penn State as well. And I think he can be that type of quarterback. The arm strength has improved. He hit a growth spurt. You, you're seeing more athleticism on tape as well. And Montgomery's always been a pretty quality athlete that's uh, excelled at AU basketball and just basketball in general for his high school. But I think you're seeing more athleticism. I think you're seeing a stronger arm. I think you're seeing him become more accurate. Finley's changed its entire offense. So I think you've been able to see more mental processing as well. And, and I think, again, some of those off-season workouts that, you know, Drew Alar did, that Montgomery's done, have helped him out a lot as we've seen him move into um, his junior year. So, again, you know, I think it goes back to the stats argument. With Jaden Davis, we're seeing big stats, but we're seeing him play to his strengths and not really improve a lot of his weaknesses. With Brian Montgomery, we're seeing him put together big stats and improve, you know, what were considered weaknesses. So I think he's a guy that's going to continue rising, especially with his athletic season. I, I think I'm getting more excited about Ryan Montgomery as a possibility if Michigan does miss out on Bryce Underwood. But I still really like Longstreet, and I think Bachbeier's interesting. So we'll see how 25 kind of shakes out. And uh, John A. Schultz says, if you're going to give Zach some jewelry for being such a swell pal, which Ann Arbor area jeweler would you use? Of course, 
Lewis Jewelers. If you guys uh, need some jewelry, definitely head over to Lewis Jewelers. Uh, we have a, another question from Luis Lopez, and he says, does Michigan have a real shot with DJ Pickett? I see he's in the thumb. Shout out to Luis Lopez. I don't think we've had him on the um, on the show before. You actually share the same name as uh, featherweight world champion Luis Alberto Lopez. Big fan of El Venado. So if you watch boxing, you should uh, definitely check him out. But anyway, we're here to talk about football recruiting. And DJ Pickett, uh, I had a chance to go out and see in Florida this past week. If you're not, this is a perfect time to remind you guys, if you're not a subscriber to TheWolverine.com, you can subscribe today for just $1 for one month. And that gets you premium insider recruiting information, team information, basketball, basketball recruiting, NIL transfer portal, and so much more, plus a great message board community with more than 8,000 unique individual users. And uh, I had plenty of content up on Pickett, but just to give a free summary here, I think the teams at the top right now are probably Florida, Georgia, and Michigan. You know, Florida State is on the on three recruiting prediction machine, but I would say the top tier of schools is Florida, Georgia, and Michigan. And then you do have, you know, Florida State and Miami involved. Uh, he does like national programs like Alabama and Texas. He's taking a visit up to Oregon. In fact, Oregon is the only school that has locked in a fall visit. He has been to Florida twice already this season, um, but Oregon is the only upcoming visit he has set in stone. Uh, right now, I think Michigan is still in that top group. It'll be interesting to see how much NIL becomes a factor here, especially with Pickett being a five-star guy and the number one safety in the country. I'm sure he's going to have a ton of NIL pitches in place that uh, I guess the best way to phrase it would be more aggressive than Michigan. At the same time, he has a lot of ties to Michigan. His mom went to Michigan. He still has family that lives in the Detroit metro. He's already been up to Ann Arbor three times, including for a visit this summer. He has a strong relationship with Steve Klinkscale and 2025 commit Chris Ewald. So you know, he really does love Michigan. He likes the development aspect and the way the Wolverines have been winning on the field. But the SEC schools really are going to be tough to beat here. I, I think Florida is making a big run and, and they've really gained some momentum. And Georgia's obviously been a constant. Georgia actually was out there watching him when I was out there. So it'll be interesting to see how things shake out with Pickett. He is planning to come back for Michigan game. He was actually supposed to be at the Rutgers game, but had a family event come up. So maybe he'll be at Michigan for the Ohio State game. But, you know, that's not confirmed just yet. Uh, Luis Lopez hit back with another question. And he says, who is a guy that Michigan can get next year that's ranked 50 to 100? I am sick of hoping for five stars. Uh, 50 to 100. I'd have to pull up my little cheat sheet here and see who's a guy that Michigan can get. Um, or some guy, I'll list a few guys. Talon Taylor, uh, wide receiver out of Chicago land, top 100 guy. Um, definitely is a prospect Michigan can pull. Obviously, the Wolverines have had plenty of success in Chicago land. Talon Taylor is part of the Midwest Boom 7 on 7 program, which has been really kind to Michigan in the past, producing guys like 
J.J. McCarthy and uh, Tyler Morris and Amarion Stewart and Talon Taylor's family loves uh, Amarion Stewart and his family. So I think they'll be uh, instrumental in helping recruit Taylor. And I think Tyler Morris and his family know them as well. So, yeah, I think those connections help. He's been on campus twice already. He's looking to come back for the game against Ohio State. I know it's tough to land elite wide receivers in this type of offense, but I think Talon Taylor could definitely be an exception and he could be a game changer for sure, man. You can put him in the slot. You can line him out wide. He's pretty electric. He's one of the best players I've seen uh, on the road this month for sure. So I think he could come in and, you know, potentially start as a true freshman. He's the type of kid that, or the type of receiver that, you know, Ohio State kind of lands. He reminds me a little bit of uh, Garrett Wilson. So I feel like he's the type of guy that can come in and make an immediate impact at Michigan. And he really does. I, I don't think beyond the recruiting prediction machine that accurate with this recruitment. Uh, it's this Wisconsin as the favorite. But uh, I think it's Michigan, Notre Dame, Georgia are probably some of the schools that are at the top for him. And just to throw a couple of more uh, names out there. Quincy Porter, um, sticking on the offensive side of the ball, is another one of, uh, of my favorites that I saw this month out of uh, Bergen Catholic in New Jersey. He, you know, doesn't talk a whole lot about recruiting, doesn't make a whole lot of visits, but he was on campus for the barbecue at the big house. I know that Michigan is making him a top priority. Michigan is second on the on three recruiting prediction machine behind Rutgers. So, I mean, uh, the Wolverines can easily leapfrog Rutgers there. Um, but again, Michigan is making him a top priority. He's ranked as the number 92 overall prospect in the country. And with Chris Partridge back on staff, he has really strong ties to the Catholic schools in the uh, northern part of the state. So I definitely think he can help land Porter as well. And yeah, I mean, there are a lot of guys that are possibilities in that, you know, 50 to to 100 range. I think another guy that's a, a possibility would probably be um, Kamar Archie. I mean, we, we've talked about him a lot because I've seen him twice recently. Um, he's not in the 50 to 100 range on the industry ranking, but he is on on threes ranked as, I believe, the number 70 recruit nationally. He's a linebacker out of the Hun school. So immediate program connection with Archie when you have Owen Waple already committed. And Penn State's considered the leader of the on three prediction machine, but the guy just hasn't made any visits because all his games are on Saturdays. It's the reason why Waple hasn't been back on campus, you know. Um, so I think he'll have a chance to visit Michigan as soon as possible. He told me the Wolverines are high on his list already. Partridge has been building a strong relationship. Area recruiter Grant Newsom has been heavily involved as well. Wafels recruiting him a lot. So, you know, he's the type of linebacker that Michigan really needs. He's exactly like Aaron Childs. And with Michigan missing out on Childs this cycle, I think Archie's a huge priority in the next one. So those are some guys in that 50 to 100 range. Um, before we move on to our next question, guys, I do want to bring you a message from one of our sponsors. Uh, tonight's sponsor is Susie Surma with Modus Realty. Are you ready to buy a home? This is one of, if not the most expensive purchases you'll ever make. Having a realtor who listens and cares about your needs is crucial. 
Susie Surma is the right local expert for you. Susie includes a free buyer's consultation to uncover your home buying needs, maximizing experience and efficiency. Email her today at Susie at M-O-T-U-S-R-E dot com. Let's face it, the market has been challenging for buyers. The critical piece you might be missing is having the right agent using a realtor that has superior knowledge and negotiation skills is a key to closing in on the home of your dreams. Local expert Susie Surma is your answer. Not only does she know the area, she is a fierce negotiator. Why not build equity now? Contact Susie Surma to start your customized home search today. Call Susie at 248-767-5633 or email her at Susie at M-O-T-U-S-R-E dot com. So thanks again. To Susie for sponsoring tonight's show. I think I've mentioned it before, but Zach is looking for a home in the area, and he's definitely uh, going to use Susie if he moves forward with that process. I encourage any people in the area looking for a home to um, go and contact Susie and get the home of your dreams. All right. Uh, Last question from Luis Lopez. And he says, does Jim Harbaugh not having a contract have anything to do with recruiting not going well? I don't really think so. I I know that's been a big topic as of late on the team side. And our Chris Ballas had a really nice update today on the Wolverine.com. So you should go check that out. But uh, I don't think recruits are paying too much attention to that. You know, you have to remember recruits aren't Michigan fans. So I, I doubt, you know, the majority of them even know the status of Jim Harbaugh's contract. They just expect him to be there next year. Now, as we get into the off season, obviously we're going to get into the NFL rumors, which I think has, will have more of an impact than the, the contract situation. And maybe the contract situation will have more of an impact in the off season as well, because it will dominate the headlines if it's not done. But right now, I don't think you really see it out there or anything. The only, you know, NFL type of buzz that we've seen is the chargers. And that's been a little bit minimal and then the contract situation outside of michigan media hasn't been talked about on a national scale so i don't think recruits are really paying too much uh too much attention to it like michigan fans are so i would say no um oh it looks like we have a super chat from funky bunch three so shout out to you you get to skip the line he says this is not going to be a fan favorite question lol but what about kicker recruiting? Miss losing Moody more than anyone else we had last year. Well, remember, Michigan does take pride in special teams. So they are not opposed to offering scholarships to specialists. Now, they haven't offered a kicker this class in 2024. And I do not believe they've offered a kicker in 2025. They have had some long snappers on campus um but there's no you know big target in 2025 for kickers just yet so maybe they look at some preferred walk-ons michigan does a good job of at identifying those and jay harbaugh obviously has strong connections in the special teams world you know through through corn blue and all of those guys that deal with kickers so uh unfortunately funky bunch three i can't really give you a true answer you know adam samaha obviously committed to Michigan and he was on scholarship last cycle. Uh, I mean, they did give him a scholarship last cycle. He's currently on scholarship at Michigan. So, uh, you know, maybe Adam Samaha is the kicker of the future. I think, you know, he, he's a guy that did have a ton of leg talent and I had a chance to go out and, and see him and meet with him. He's a great kid. 
Um, his father worked at Michigan for a while. So Adam Samaha might be that next name to know in the kicker world. But uh, as of right now, you know, Michigan doesn't have any recruits that uh, they've offered scholarships to in this class or the next class when it comes to kickers. Uh, let's go down to KB. And he says, what are Michigan's chances of landing Bryce Underwood or Ryan Montgomery? You know, with Bryce Underwood, it's kind of the same. I still feel like Michigan and LSU are the schools at the top, you know, regardless of the recent surge of Colorado. Now, I'm not dismissing Colorado at all. I think Colorado could become a real player, maybe, especially with, you know, Deion Sanders and the buzz that program's generating. But I still think it's more of a Michigan-LSU battle. Right now, um, LSU obviously has the advantage when it comes to NIL. Bryce has always had a wandering eye for you know playing in, in the SEC, going down in the South. Uh, he likes what LSU's done with some of its recent quarterbacks, including Joe Burrow. Uh, Brian Kelly has Midwest ties, as do some of the staff members there, so I think that's helped. And you're also seeing LSU invest a lot of resources in recruiting the Midwest with them becoming big players for Bryce. They actually offered CJ Sadler yesterday, who's the number one recruit in the state of Michigan in 2026. So, you know, LSU still scares me the most. I think Michigan is just a, you know, a constant in this recruitment. He has a strong relationship with Kurt Campbell, obviously Jim Harbaugh, um, play quarterback in the NFL and, and did a great job of coaching guys in the league. And I think that is definitely appealing to Bryce. It's the hometown school. So, you know, I, I still think a lot will depend on, on some of his visits this fall. It'll be interesting to see what other schools pop up that maybe make some NIL runs. Uh, he is still set to make a decision in January. Uh, and I'm also curious to see, you know, is there – more Harbaugh to the NFL buzz or Harbaugh contract situation buzz right before his decision, because that could, you know, affect some things as well. So, you know, I still think Michigan's in a good spot. It's uh, still pretty much the same with Bryce. And then with Ryan Montgomery, I feel like if Michigan misses out on the Bryce Underwood sweepstakes and they pivot to, you know, Montgomery and, and, and there's still other options as well. I talked about some earlier, Hassan Longstreet, Bear Bachmeyer, George McIntyre, guys that have, uh, you know, all visited with the exception of Bachmeyer, who's planning a visit. But uh, I think Michigan would be in a really strong position with Montgomery. They've recruited him for several years already. He's been to campus a ton, probably as much as Underwood, if not even more. And he has a great relationship with Campbell. He likes Harbaugh for some of the same reasons I mentioned. And I think he's just always been really fond of Michigan. I know his brother goes to Ohio State, and the Buckeyes already have their quarterback mid. So I feel like the doors are Some other schools like Penn State, you know, I mentioned he works with Drew Alar's quarterback trainer, so he has a connection there. I know he really likes Florida. You know, South Carolina's recruited him hard. But at the end of the day, I feel like Michigan would still have that inside track for Montgomery if they go all in there. And I, I think he understands, you know, Ryan, I like a lot too because of his attitude. I think he understands the game. And I think he understands that Bryce Underwood is considered a generational prospect right in Michigan's own backyard. So I don't think he's taking offense to Michigan prioritizing Bryce Underwood. And I think that's that's also a positive when you look at his mental state and how he handles things. Uh, Go Blue 81 says, 
What 2025 recruits that are from Texas does Michigan have a good shot at or have Michigan high on the list? So I'll give a few off the top of my head. I'll be down in the great state of Texas uh, in a week. I somehow finessed my way out of going to my brother-in-law's wedding in Mexico, which is so terrific. And uh, I get to stay in Dallas and take care of some farm animals uh, for my in-laws. So I will be doing that instead of going to a wedding and I will be making the rounds uh, to local high schools. So the guy that pops up uh, in my mind right away is Kalik Lockett out of Garland Saxe, same school that produced Alex Orgy. And yes, they did play together. Lockett was on the varsity as a freshman when Orgy was a senior and Orgy was very involved on his visit for the barbecue at the big house. Lockett's actually already been on campus twice. I think Michigan and Penn State are two schools in Big Ten country really moving the needle for them. Michigan actually has the lead on the on three recruiting prediction machine with a 36.1% chance of landing him. He is uh, one of the best receivers in the country, ranked as the number 164 overall prospect nationally. With the tie to Orgy and him being on campus twice already, you know, I think that definitely gives Michigan a big boost. So they are a really strong contender for Kalik Lockett. Um, another guy, uh, another wide receiver, Taz Williams out of Red Oak. He's originally from Pennsylvania. He's actually from the Pittsburgh area. And he worked with the same trainer that trains Michigan commit Cole Sullivan. So that's a strong connection already. But that's not the end of his connections in Michigan. His wide receiver trainer down in Texas is Margin Hooks who actually uh, played with Michigan wide receivers coach Ron Bellamy in the NFL and in the NFL Europe. So when I went down to see Taz Williams in the spring at his training session with Hooks, Bellamy was actually on the phone with Hooks during that session. So I think Taz Williams is a guy that Michigan is uh, a strong player for. They recently made his top he has visited campus in the past and um, he is looking to make it in for the game against Ohio State. So I think those two uh, wide receivers really come to mind that have some connections to the program and, you know, are, are very willing to leave the Lone Star State, especially Williams, who's not even a native to Texas. Those guys are usually more willing to, to play, uh, you know, up in Big Ten country. Let's go rapid fire. We're over the 30 minute mark, so it won't take too long with these questions. Go Blue 81 says, any chances that we try to get Nick Marsh to flip from Michigan State now that Tucker is gone? Could use a big wide receiver. Yeah, moving parts there. So, you know, still nothing uh, really of note with Nick Marsh. Uh, Ralph Melvin says, who are some of the top corners that Michigan is still in on? You know, they're, they're more so looking at flex guys or safety guys. They, they have two corners already, so they're looking at, at, you know, Reggie Powers, who just decommitted from Michigan State. Another Michigan State guy in Sire Torrance is a possibility. Um, you know, I, I think they'll keep in contact with guys like Aaron Scott and Pooh Carter, but not super optimistic there. Um, P. Maximus says, do you think all the talk of our assistant coaches having head coaching possibilities hinders our future? prospects not a ton 
but there have been some recent concerns brought up by a few parents I've talked to that have been concerned that their, you know, lead recruiters may be leaving after the season. I think this offseason is going to be super interesting with more Harbaugh to the NFL rumors, but also the assistants. I think a lot of Michigan assistants coming off of what could be a really special year are going to have opportunities, and that could definitely impact Michigan on the recruiting trail. Um, Chaotic37 says, since Michigan targets freshmen and graduate transfers in the portal, I was curious on your opinions on by Job and Jordan Hall as recruits possibilities. Um, yeah, good question. Uh, by Job was a guy that Michigan really, really liked. Mike Elston went down to Oklahoma to see him a couple of times. He was supposed to visit and then that never happened. And, you know, it just didn't work out for Michigan. I think there was some NIL involved too, but he's one to keep an eye on, you know, especially with edge recruiting being turned upside down this cycle with decommitments coming from Elias Rudolph and Jacob Smith by Job, you know, would be an interesting name. And Jordan Hall too, you know, along the defensive line, that's a guy that, you know, had Michigan in his top group for a while. So, you know, we'll see how things shake out with the portal. Go Blue 81 says, any chance with Brian Robinson or is he going to Kentucky? Yeah, man, I still think the staff isn't all in on Brian Robinson. You know, right now I'd probably say he ends up at Kentucky. Uh, Joseph Grimaldi says, does Michigan have any big recruiting visitors planned for upcoming home games? And do you know who the secret last second visitor was this past weekend for the Rutgers game? Yeah, so a lot is being made with, you know, clickbait headlines to that Michigan had a secret visitor on campus. They did have a recruit committed elsewhere on campus in the 2025 class, but he doesn't have a Michigan offer and he's not currently ranked by on three. So no, he's, he's not a guy that you guys are going to be super excited about. I think right now he's in the process of potentially decommitting. So, you know, that's why the name hasn't released. He specifically told us not to report the name, but it's not because it's some amazing, highly touted guy. It's just, you know, sensitive situation. And in terms of Michigan having big visitor weekends, obviously September was a little disappointing. You had the self-imposed visit ban, and then Rutgers uh, didn't have uh, a ton of big game, big names, and neither did Bowling Green. So I think most of the names are going to be in for Purdue and Ohio State. I think you'll have some for Indiana. Uh, Ohio State especially is going to be loaded with top talent. So, you know, I think Michigan's saving its shot for, you know, the big game at the end. Ben Rickett says, since the flip of the Smith twins, where do you think Michigan goes to replace them on the defensive line? Um, yeah, man, I think right now, you know, like I said earlier in the show, they're still evaluating senior films. So they haven't really gone all in on anybody there. Um, you know, nose is a is a is probably more of a need than another three tech, despite Gerard being that. Uh, or Gerard was more of a four-eye type of guy that was going to fit the Chris Jenkins mold. But I still think they need a nose more than anything. Um, and, and obviously, they need to replace the edge guys. So I think that right now, you know, you'll probably see some late offers go out or some circle backs here in the next couple of weeks as guys are putting together their four-game, you know, film reels. And I know Michigan has been watching a lot of senior film this week. Uh, ben also says who might be some targets that could commit next in the 2024 or 25 class. So, you know, not a lot of candidates in the 24 class right now. Like I said, you know, targets are limited and I think there's still 
you know, seeing who they're going to push for as signing day approaches. 25 doesn't look like anything's imminent, but, you know, if, if I had to throw a name out the top of my head, I would say maybe Elijah Dotson. He just visited um, for the game against Bowling Green. He's a three-star in-state athlete. So, you know, he's, he's definitely a name to watch. Um, ben says any potential flip targets. You know, we talked about the Michigan State guy, Sire Torrance, um, Reggie Powers, who's no longer committed, so technically wouldn't be a flip. Um, but, you know, they're keeping tabs on those guys, and they're still working to flip Elias Rudolph back from Miami. You know, Michigan still has a need at edge, and, and they're doing that. And Zaquan Patterson, another Miami commit, Michigan finished, you know, second or third in that race, and they're still – uh, a need for a safety. And, you know, as I reported on the Wolverine this week, that uh, Patterson is still planning to make an official visit to Michigan for the game against Ohio State. Um, Mike Workman says, how much longer is Ward Manuel expected to stay at Michigan? Uh, <laughs> no clue on that. That's a question for Chris Ballas. Mr. Scott4673 says, sorry if I missed it, but any chance with Nitro Tugwin, I believe this is the last question. Um, yeah, Nitro, I thank you for reminding me. Uh, target. Um, but yeah, Nitro Tugwin is a guy that Michigan is recruiting hard. Uh, he's definitely another flip candidate. I mentioned Purdue could have some names. Right now, a visit isn't locked in, but I have heard some buzz that Tuggle could be on campus for that Purdue game. You know, while it's hard to flip guys away, from Georgia, I do think, you know, having a teammate committed to Michigan and Josiah Edmond, Michigan being closer in proximity definitely helps. I still am concerned about the NIL aspect, which I know is getting tiresome for you guys to hear, but, you know, it's true. So we'll see how it plays out. You know, there are some other NIL schools involved here as well, including Miami. So, you know, I think the first step is obviously just getting him on campus and we'll know a lot more. From there, and it looks like somebody uh, used Lewis Jewelers. So shout out to Walter Modell uh, for saying Lewis Jewelers hooked it up. So uh, yeah, if you haven't used Lewis Jewelers, make sure to you know get your uh, get your jewelry from Lewis Jewelers, the best uh, place in Ann Arbor and the world. Also, like this video, subscribe to our YouTube channel for free. Zach and I will be back for next Tuesday's show. I will be back next Wednesday as well. We will both be on the road seeing uh, some interesting targets this week. So make sure to keep it on lock at the Wolverine.com for $1 for one month. And like I said, like this video, share the message. Appreciate everybody that jumped in with questions tonight. Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets.
Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Fanduel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050-424-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE. NY or text Hope NY in New York.